Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that always feeds animal crackers to his dog. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, Cortland. I don't feed him the dog ones, though. No, that's that just seems wrong. That's like cannibalism, essentially. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. It's still your birthday. Happy birthday again. Yeah. It's, a it's been my birthday for so long. It's going to be weeks at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, Brandon. So I gotta say, uh, well, let me ask you, Brandon. How you doing? How you doing? Anything cool? I'm, s- I'm still doing all right. That's that's good. So I have to say, Brandon, I've been playing a lot of games on the stream lately, mm-hmm. on uh, on Twitch, and I beat the first four Final Fantasies, and I, I completed all the achievements on them. So I started up five. That's I didn't crazy. realize that Final Fantasy Five is just a huge fucking grind fest, Brandon. Is five when it starts getting like real Final Fantasy? Well, four is kind of like where it's real Final Fantasy because you got okay. like main characters that have names and stuff, and they have like an actual story instead of just like, all right, four people go save the world. You got this. So I'd say four is when it kind of starts, but five is kind of continuing that until you know now. But anyway, the other game that I've been playing is Phasmophobia. Brandon, have you played Phasmophobia? I have not played it, no. It's an interesting game. So basically you're a ghost hunter, so you have to go into a haunted house and collect evidence and kind of find out what kind of ghost it is. But the ghost can fucking kill you, Brandon. Like, it's pretty spooky. How? How? Like, How can it, ghosts it, kill you? They just go straight through you. This doesn't make sense. They strangle you to death. They but, strangle uh, you with invisible fingers. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, like, this game, like, you go into a house and you, like you know you got your little spirit box and you talk to the ghost and you you make it do stuff so you can figure out what kind of ghost it is but like as you're in it like your sanity goes down and then it starts to haunt you and attack you and stuff it's the scariest shit like it'll pop out of nowhere and like throw dishes and shit at you it's 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 a spooky game so i'm playing that with my brother-in-law i've been streaming it and uh we were playing it the other night (laughs) and in this game you have to use your microphone to talk to the ghost because that's like a way that you can communicate with it a little bit so this one time we went to this house and the ghost's name was like Karen, right? So my brother-in-law, he was all like trying to antagonize the ghost. He's like, Karen, you bitch, where are you at? Get out here. Show yourself, you know? And we hear him on the radio. <laughs> and like five seconds or less after he called her a bitch, she came out and killed him. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Well, instant karma. <laughs> it was it was perfect. Like, he's like, Kathy, where are you, you bitch? And then she strangled him to death. And he's all like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think she's killed him. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I think you would enjoy Moral it. of the story, be nice to ghosts. I called her Kathy. Her name was They've Karen. been My through apologies. stuff already. Sorry, Karen, don't come out and kill me, please. <laughs> Karen, Kathy, it's a ghost. Who cares? You're not a person anymore. <laughs> no, you're a ghost hunting a fucking computer game, really. But anyway, Brandon, that that was uh yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoy streaming that. I have a good time on streams. Do you want to talk about this episode of of, of, of tales from the crypt i know this was really short but like we're on a time crunch here brandon it's your birthday you gotta go to bed yeah well uh, well let, let's talk about the episode because that's why we're here it's so the reason for the, for the season. season oh my god jinx <laughs> uh, we're so like predictable brandon after almost four years of doing this i show. know i know <laughs> and then you know a whole 20 years or whatever before oh, that, right that where that we talked <laughs> so brandon we watched season two episode two of tales from the crypt the switch What'd you think about this episode, Ryan? What'd you think about this one? Well, Cortland, I liked this episode uh, mm-hmm. well enough. It's really similar to the last episode we just watched. Agreed. Yes. I was thinking about it before it's we about, recorded. I was like, Wait it's about gold diggers and people who think that they just can get whatever woman they want and mm-hmm. do what they have to to marry this gold digger. Yeah. Except for this is from... This is from the man's perspective, rather than right. the gold digger's perspective, I guess. Yeah, you're right. This job, th- this episode does a little bit better of a job of, like, I didn't realize she was a gold digger, because that is kind of a plot point that they don't talk about, you know? Yeah. Unless I've just, like, watched the episode wrong. Uh, like, the description from IMDb, like, when we, when we looked it up, was like, he's trying to marry a gold digger. But it doesn't, like, specifically say in the episode, like, she's not like, I don't want you because no. you don't have money i don't want you because you're an old man if they did you would be able to guess the ending of this episode right away instead of you know five minutes from the end where you're like oh i see where this is going yeah interesting i'm very interested in talking about the ending of this episode with you 
Um, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger in this episode for like uh, two minutes. Um, top. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> that came out of I'm fucking sure. nowhere. Yeah. But um, I mean, it makes sense because Arnold Schwarzenegger directed this episode. Right. I just learned that last night. Um, like I said, I was streaming and somebody came in and was talking about the Switch, and they were like, "Hey, did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger directed this one?" And I was like, "No, I didn't," because I didn't look it up beforehand. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't that's know. very weird. And I saw that, and I was like, "Huh." I didn't realize that Arnold like directed things, so I looked up his IMDb, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't really direct things. He directed <laughs> this and then one other thing ever. Well, you know what? So I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. He I would like a really I would be interested man. to hear the story of how he came to direct this episode. But he was all like, "Fuck directing politics now." <laughs> yeah, he just sticks his hands in every pie he can. You know what? I love him for it. I think it's great. Normally I wouldn't say that, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can't not love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's pretty good. He's great. So yeah, let's let's talk about the Switch, Brandon. Alright, um, what do we got going on here? Well, our episode starts up with me looking at the notes here. Let me close my notes <laughs> to dead right. Oh, I loved the beginning of the episode where <laughs> you stare at your computer looking for a text file. <laughs> well, you're uh, about to get a little disappointed here, Brandon, because I found it. Our episode starts out with Crypty lifting some weights, and he's struggling with, like, I don't know, an ounce of weight? <laughs> <laughs> Very Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah. He welcomes us as horror hooligans and says that he's our shiver chef. And he struggles a little more, saying that it's disgusting what people will do to stay young. Suddenly, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out walking up from his side wearing a Tales from the Crypt shirt. Yeah. Very, like... What the hell? Did you, did you just include some behind-the-scenes footage in your episode? He's lovely, Brandon. He's he's good buddies with the Crypt Keeper the whole time. We didn't even know. He's been the puppeteer this entire time. <laughs> he puts his arm around the Crypt Keeper's shoulder, asking what's the matter with him. Does he want to keep that 90-pound corpse for the rest of his death? I like I like how when you said that sentence, the accent <laughs> creeped in more and more with every word. Look... This has been a thing since Bobcat Goldthwait, okay? <laughs> I know, and I love it. It's just me, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just stupid. I think we say that every fucking episode nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things. He pats Crypty on the back telling him to keep pumping while old Arnie tells is telling the story. Arnold opens up the book of stories saying tonight's story is about an old man who finds a new wrinkle in the fountain of youth. <laughs> Look, my accent's not good, okay? keep going man keep going (laughs) a twisted tale that we call the switch (laughs) he puts his arm around crypty again and we flash over to the picture of the episode and it shows us an old man looking in the mirror and his reflection is a dude in a business suit looking healthy and great also there's a woman in there who is looking too i don't know it's kind of boring honestly yeah she's there this cuts us into the episode where we are greeted with a roaring fire and the title card for the switch and the camera pans over to a bunch of medicine bottles on a table and keeps panning over to a rich-looking room with leather couches and a grandfather clock and stuff. And we see some urns on the table and some other knickknacks. Finally, we stop at an old man resting in a chair. And we zoom in on a picture of a woman smiling. And the old man picks that picture up and looks at it. And he takes a drink of scotch or something. When in walks another old man who walks up <laughs> asking if he's been here all night. And he better watch out because he's liable to catch his death a cold. In response, the old man in the chair just laughs a whole bunch, and the butler-looking guy asks if he's okay, and the old man exclaims that he's in love and calls the butler-looking guy Fulton. Butler's Fulton. That's his name. Yeah. It's a weird name for a butler. Immediately, though, Brandon, I recognized this old man in the chair's voice. Of course you did. I couldn't picture it for but a moment, and then it came to me, because he is in A Nightmare Before Christmas, Brandon. Yes, he is. Very iconic. What is that guy's name? Finkelstein, or... Yes, he's the doctor with the brain, and, like, he he talked, and I was just like, Sally. And I was like, where the fuck is that (laughs) from? (laughs) Good picture of for a second. Yeah. So funny, funnily enough, even though I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas like a million times, mm-hmm. I didn't immediately recognize him from that. I recognized him from another Christmas movie, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, he's the uncle in that one, isn't he? That burns the house, yeah. burns the tree. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I like this guy. I can't wait to meet him, even though he 
is most assuredly passed away by now. Definitely. Fulton the butler asks if he's taken his medicine, and the dude in the chair, whose name is Carlton Webster, laughs, saying, No, and you probably think I've gone mad, but it's true, I'm madly, desperately in love. She's cultured, sophisticated, and what's best? She's young. Fulton's all, Um, you sure she'd be interested in you and not your... And Carlton finishes that, saying, Money? Well, I love her and want to marry her, but only if she loves me and not my money. She has no idea how wealthy I am, and I have no intention of telling her. And I'm just like, yeah, but, like, judging from your room, I don't know if she's been in it or not. Like, you're pretty rich. This room is very I'm going to say she hasn't been anywhere near this house. No, this This is another case where it's like, he's just like, I've met this woman, and I'm going to marry her. All right, and you need like, to do dude, the voice work. Dude, who are you? Like, how do you know me? That impression was impeccable. Can you do your Arnold Schwarzenegger for me? Oh, no. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I know I, I could. See, <laughs> see, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> the is Joppa. still alive. So. <laughs> yeah, nobody has done their, um, you know, their Carlton impression, and now you've done it, and it's, it was wonderful. Carlton looks around saying, this house has needed a new life for a long, long time. Linda is gonna bring it. Come on, Fulton. Let's open the curtains. And this merry little jingle plays as these <laughs> this old is men so lovely. <laughs> open up their windows and curtains. And Carlton dances around a little, saying, "The Lord says, let there be light." And there was light. Just two old men skipping around, like walking on sunshine. Might as well be playing as they open the shades. <laughs> it's gorgeous, Brandon. Oh my God, I love it. The moon, the sun, Linda. It's time for us to live again. It's gorgeous. <laughs> this cuts us outside to a car rolling down the street, and it stops at a corner, and Fulton opens up the door for Carlton, because he is his butler. Fulton tells him that he should have dressed a little smarter, but Carlton's all, I didn't want her to know about me, bro. Well, Fulton tells him, tally-ho, then. <laughs> yeah. Inside, we see there's a bunch of flowers and vases and stuff as the camera pans us over to Linda and Carlton, and they're sitting on a sofa. Linda tells him that these flowers are gorgeous, and Carlton's all not half as gorgeous as you. She smiles, and she says that she makes him happy, and he'd like to make her happy, too. Linda wonders what he's on about. I'm getting a little, uh, that's a thing, right, in Australia? What are you on about? Or is that British? Yeah. Same thing? I mean, yeah, half of the things people do here are from England. Well, your culture, your new culture has just invaded my home, Brandon. I blame Bluey, but mostly I blame you because I can. Yeah, well, Bluey is wonderful, so you're very lucky mm. to be getting some of this culture. Thank you, thank you, Disney, for giving us Bluey. <laughs> oh, we're off the track. Except here. they censor Bluey there. Yeah, there's an actually there's a Bluey episode that is banned in America for some reason. Kim wants you to record it and send it to us. <laughs> so oh, no problem. It. I I've seen like a compilation of like the things that they censor and it is like completely incomprehensible why they make these cuts. That's interesting. I feel I feel robbed that I'm not getting the whole experience. You should look it up because it's like, why did they take out this line about like Chili wanting to dance? They're like, no, nope, cut it. Oh, man. I have to look this stuff up. That's a whole nother rabbit hole, Brandon. We got to get through this episode first. Yeah. Okay. Carlson tells her that he doesn't have a whole bunch of money, but uh, you want to marry me? <laughs> so forward, <laughs> these people. Yeah, these episodes aren't very long. These people just have to be like, I know we're not together at all. But... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> want to fuck? <laughs> well, Linda tells him that she can't, and he asks why. And Linda tells him it's he's so sweet to her, and, and she really appreciates that. But when I look into your face... I know that I could never marry you. You look too old. <laughs> old enough to be my grandfather. Her delivery is just so great. <laughs> I mean, she's like saying it in a nice way. She's like, oh, we just can't be together because you're just so hideously old. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like venom in her voice. She's, she's not trying to be mean, I don't think. No, she's, she's just, just very uh, straightforward. Yeah, she's like, yeah, stop wasting it, your time. But and you know. I, you know, as I, as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Linda. <laughs> yes, he's so old. He I is. mean, you, like, you could you could spare his feelings even more by being like, oh, you know, I 
I, you don't have very long to live, and I couldn't bear to lose you. <laughs> now she gets straight to the point, and I no, appreciate she's that just about like, Linda. Nah, man, like, I, look at me. I'm, I'm fucking Kelly Preston. I'm hot. She is. Yeah. Kelly Preston, you guys. Well, Carlton understands it, and you're right. I guess I do have an old face. But, and he stands up, I'm not going to let that keep us apart. Linda stands up asking, well, what do you mean? Music gets a little sinister, and he says he'll do anything to make her happy. Anything! And then Carlton just leaves without saying goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll do anything but say goodbye. (laughs) In the car, Fulton is driving and asks how everything went. And Carlton says it was totally perfect and then rubs his face saying, everything is going to be just perfect. I'm sorry. Everything is... I can't do the voice. (laughs) I can't do it. Please, though. Please. Look, I know you're egging me on by doing this impeccable impersonation that you've been practicing for most of your life, but I can't do it. His voice is so distinct. Look, if it's not Bobcat Goldthwait, which I do a terrible impression of as (sighs) is. Can you do it again so I can hear it? Oh, I I will. Okay. When it comes up. I see. It's playing hard to get. I get it. (laughs) This cuts us over to a waiting room of sorts where Carlton is flipping through a book of people's headshots. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what is this? It's just just people's faces. (sighs) So that's what people look like. Interesting. He's talking about how how young they look, even though most of them don't look young at all. No, they're like (laughs) middle-aged people, which, I mean, for him, sure. But, yeah, because he's old as hell. Yeah. There's two ladies sitting behind him, and one asks, did you say something? Carlton tells her no. Then we get some exposition. Okay, the lady tells him, she heard Dr. Thorne is such a miracle worker. He can take like five, maybe ten years off of your appearance. And then giggles about how that would solve all their problems. And there's a lady next to her with a bandage on her nose, and uh, like she touches it. And walks a nurse who tells Carlton that the doctor's going to see him now. So he closes that book and stands up with his cane. With the doctor... He's touching Carlton's face, saying that they can start with tightening the chin and across the forehead. And Carlton declares that that's not enough. He says that they can continue with with two eye tucks, but that's still not enough. And the doc goes on saying that they can even add new cheekbones and a chin implant. Carlton is not satisfied with this, saying he wants to look even younger than that. I want to look... I feel like I'm going to get... My voice is going to turn into, um... Always watching. (laughs) I mean, you don't need to go too far from that. I, I just, I can't get it, man. I don't know. The doc gets real with him saying, Mr. Weber, I can only turn back the clock so far. At your advanced age, there's only so much that can be done with the human face. <laughs> Carlton gets even realer saying, bitch, I don't think you understand me. I don't expect to make my face look 30. Docs all say, what? And Carlton <laughs> tells him, I want a whole new face. Doc gets kind of pissed yelling, that's impossible. Face Off isn't going to come out for another seven years. Oh my god. That movie comes on all the time. I swear. Well, it used to when I had cable. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a great movie. Damn it. No, no, yeah, I have to. It's got John Travolta in it, doesn't it? Yeah, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage both giving the performance of a lifetime. Oh, you're selling me on They're it, playing Brandon. each other, Cortland. <laughs> oh my god. Well, now I gotta see it. Carlton shakes his head saying, but I heard there's someone who can do it. And the doc gets up and dramatically turns towards Carlton, saying, You understand that this kind of referral doesn't come cheap, don't you? Carlton tells him that life is cheap, but youth is very, very precious. Did I do it? Yes. Okay. I didn't, but thanks. <laughs> Cut to a stormy night where Fulton is driving up with to, to this, like, gated house. And we flash to a window where some sort of mad scientist dude is looking out laughing. And back to the car where Carlton gets out. The music is extra spooky now, and Carlton walks up the driveway into the door. Fulton leads him, and then leaves once he starts knocking at the door. And we get this, like, Igor motherfucker with a bandage over his... Yeah. His his bloody head, and he ushers Carlton inside. It is li- Like, this is very much like Frankenstein kind of shit. Yeah, if this episode was already, like, a little bit campy before, this whole thing takes it to 11. It's, it's, it's something. Once they get inside. Inside this straight-up castle-looking place, we see that there's a skeleton in the corner, and we pass by a fish tank with, I put masks in my notes, but they're human heads. Yes. It's a fish tank of human heads, of male heads. We pan over to a big elaborate office desk where a mad scientist doctor is explaining that the process is going to cost one million dollars. Carlton's all, a cool million? The doc tells him, for a miracle that's really not that much at all. 
It's a miracle, Brandon. You can't put a price on that, except for a million dollars. Yeah, apparently. Carlton wonders how he can be certain it can work, and the doctor explains. He's done it before in Bratislava? Bratislava? I don't know what that is. But they didn't believe me, and then they laughed about organ transplants, too. One day they're going to worship him, though, Brandon. Like a god. Carlton calls that shit outrageous, that a million dollars for a simple operation. This pisses the doctor off, and he jumps up yelling, Simple! It's a very complex operation, Mr. Webster. We're going to put the glands of a cat in your brain. Oh, God. (laughs) You're going to be immortal. Only a doctor of the greatest talent would dare attempt it. Somebody like me. Besides, the operation only costs 100000 Carlton, he he just wonders, like, what's the other $900,000 for, then? And the doc tells him it's for the young man's face. Carlton asks, what young man? And the doctor laughs, saying, You think faces grow on trees, Mr. Webster, like grapefruit? He walks over to his fish tank of faces, saying, They come from living, breathing human beings. And then gestures his hands over to another person, saying, This is Hans. And we see Hans. Yes. He raises one eyebrow like a wrestler. He just has a Hans. He invites Carlton to take another look at Hans, saying he's got a good, strong jaw, some solid cheekbones, and some sparkling green eyes. He's got excellent genes, man. Doc should know. He helped to breed them himself. Really weird. I love this part, though. Hans is all, don't forget my hair. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and Doc smiles, saying, that's right, the best of hair. Carlton squints, saying, so I get his face? There, I did it. I did it. You, you really did. Wow, I'm so good. Hans and the doctor turn to look at him, and Hans excitedly says that I would get your money. Carlton again squints, asking if he would get his brains. <laughs> the doctor laughs, saying, hear that, Hans? He thinks he's going to end up with your brains as well. Don't worry, Mr. Webster. You get to keep your brain. I only changed the skull bone and the flesh covering it. In a way, it's it's too bad because Hans is a very, it's got a very powerful brain, Brandon. Then he knocks on Hans's head a few times and walks over to Carlton. And he asks, so how much do you really want to be young? Hans smiles a little and we cut to a shot of a full moon, then the car in the driveway. Then over to the doctor squirting some liquid out of a needle. With Fulton, he snaps awake as we hear Carlton scream. Then we get a quick flashes of the machine pumping out some red liquid, the faces in the fish tank, and we stop with the doctor telling Carlton to take a peek in the mirror and asks what he thinks. We see Carlton laying down, a mirror covering his face, and he says it's not what I expected. The doctor assures him that it'll take some time for his face to heal up and for his features to take on the permanent shape, and then he'll look just like Hans. So Carlton complains that he can't can't wait, and the doctor tells him that he's sure he's going to be very pleased with his new face, you just got to wait a little bit here. It'll be ready before you know it. Carlton asks about Hans, and the doctor's all, uh, he's around here somewhere. I do like that, that Carlton was all like, yeah, but what about Hans? Is he okay? Yeah. He, like us, the audience, cares a lot about Hans. I really like Hans. He's great. But the doc says that he's just going to keep him here in case they need him again. Carlton then asks why they would need him again, and the doctor's all, well, you never know, do you? Good point. That cuts us outside where the front door opens up and Carlton walks out with his cane, but we don't see his face just yet. Fulton is waiting there for him with an open door saying that he was worried about him. Then he looks at Carlton's face with a gasp, asking, what did they do to your face? Did you not know what you were coming here for, Fulton? He didn't say anything in the car about getting a new face. Apparently not. They're going to do a face-off on me. (laughs) I'm getting a new face, Fulton. Nope, none of I'm that. getting a Hans. <laughs> then he just gets in the car and they drive away, and we see a man that looks suspiciously like Carlton watching from a window. We cut to Carlton holding some flowers, and he reveals his face, saying, Surprise! And, you know, it, he looks younger, I guess, but it doesn't look great. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Is this supposed to be like like the doctor said, like it takes some time to I guess so to settle in? Because when I saw it, I was like, why didn't they just have the Hans actor playing him? No, they didn't do that at all. They could have just had they could have just had his face as, as Hans. I, I don't maybe that was just out of the budget or something, or just beyond their capabilities. No, so because instead, they do they, it later, Corbin. Well they do, but they uh, I mean, it's a little bit more at that point. So I guess, yeah, this is that, like, transitionary period. But, like, it's still old man Carlton's face. But it's got, like, a bunch of, like, makeup on it. And yeah. prosthetics. And his hair is dyed black. It just it looks really bad. <laughs> it, it does. Does not look good. 
Nowadays, you could take two seconds, deep fake that shit, and make him look young. I could do that right now. All I have to do is open up YouTube and look for a tutorial. (laughs) Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your personal butler. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we've got. I just appreciate you spending some time with us. If you just can't get enough up all night, you should consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We post new content multiple times a week, like exclusive plot point episodes on Mondays, ad-free full-length episodes once I'm finished editing, and full episodes on Thursdays. With tiers starting as low as a dollar a month, there's always something there to keep you up all night. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Browns Beth, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, and Preston, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Meredith, and our newest patron, Sid, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matthew, Faith, Christy, Mr. Normal, Angela, Keith, and Kyle, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. I'm working hard to overhaul our social media content and create more engagement. While we still have plenty of pictures, videos, memes, and more for all of our episodes, I want to get a little more creative. I've been planning out and creating TikToks, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts to help promote our show, and I really hope that you check them out. As a YouTuber would say, like, comment, and subscribe. I'm only joking a little bit. You can find us on TikTok at Private Island Presents, Instagram at Up All Night Podcast, Twitter at UAN Pod, YouTube at Private Island 6704. I don't know about that last one. We've got a Facebook group, a Discord server, and more, so there are plenty of ways to connect with us online. You can find links in our episode description. We go live all the time, too. On Instagram, we watch full-length episodes of shows on Wednesday nights, about 7.30 p.m. Eastern. There's also Twitch, where I play games live all the time, twitch.tv slash privateislandc. So stop by and hang out with us. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for joining us. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk with you next week. Bye, everybody. He hands some flowers over to Linda, who just stares, saying, Oh my god, what have you done? <laughs> Carlton's all, I've done it, girl. Plastic surgery, just for you. Exactly asked, what you wanted, but never asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I made assumptions, and now I'm going to look a fool. <laughs> Linda asks why he would do that. Carlton's all, to make you happy. Now nothing can stop us. Linda tells him his face looks so different and bizarre, which it does. And your body's still old and decrepit. (laughs) Yeah, she literally says decrepit. I love that word. Go Linda, you know? Carlton gets sad saying, But I I thought this, and he motions at his face, was what you wanted. (laughs) Linda shakes her head saying, I couldn't possibly give myself to... Carlton finishes that thought saying, An old man... Linda apologizes, but Carlton's all, no, no, don't be sorry, just just be patient. Linda stares at him, and he leaves without saying goodbye again. (laughs) (laughs) Because that cuts us over to Carlton and Fulton in the car. Fulton asks him if he's sure that he's doing the right thing, and Carlton asks what he means, and Fulton gets real with him, asking what assurances does he have that Linda's going to fall in love with him, even after these changes are made. Great point, Fulton. Carlton is super sure, because he loves her, and love conquers all. Fulton tells him love can be blind, and he prays he's not the only one it conquers. Cuts us over to the doctor's castle. This is fucking castle. Yes. Walking down some stairs with Carlton following behind, and he's saying, Of course I can give you a new torso, Mr. Webster. Carlton asks about his face, and the doc's all, Ah, cha-cha-cha. That'll be perfect. Then Carlton asks how much the new torso's gonna cost. Well, gonna be two million dollars now. Carlton thinks that shit is insane, but the doc explains, To take a man's body, you must pay dearly. So Carlton tells them, but you two are taking most of my money. (laughs) The doc thinks that's very sad. Perhaps next time he will know better than to grow old. (laughs) Well, the story right there. Yeah. Fade to the doctor's lab where he's got his surgical scrubs on and he's fiddling with some stuff. There's a guy laying on an operating table next to Carlton who's also laying on an operating table. Looks like they're both knocked out and getting ready for surgery. The doctor laughs a little, saying, all right, let's get counting to, let's say, two million. To the guys sleeping next to him, as if, like, he's, you know, counting them backwards for anesthesia. The doctor grabs a bloody bone saw and then some bloody forceps. 
and you know they're doing the surgery that fades and we see hans and he says in carlton's voice it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is amazing (laughs) he's buff and he's gorgeous and he looks in the mirror saying it's a miracle can't wait for linda to see him she will not refuse him now he flexes his new pecs just to show off a little the doc says, I bet she can't wait to see you. But if you need me, you'll know where to find me. So what is exchanged here? Is it literally just like cutting off his head and putting it on the other man's body? Yeah, it's, it's like the, you know when they used to do those experiments where they would cut monkeys' heads off and attach it to another monkey? It's like that. Yeah. At this point, if you're like switching the head and then switching the body, it would have been so much easier to just be like, well, here's the price to be this man and i'm just gonna swap the brains because that's a lot easier it would have been a lot easier it probably would have been a lot less expensive too carlton's dumb but then the story would be like five minutes long yeah this cuts us to um i'm not really sure where we are brandon we're outside and there's a bunch of weightlifting equipment everywhere and some dudes are lifting in a yard and i wondered if this was a thing yeah it's like uh muscle beach oh okay sure we see New Carlton doing a bunch of chin-ups, which is something that I've never been able to do. I've never done a chin-up, Brandon. Well, pay a few million dollars and get like oh. a German stuntman to <laughs> be your body. I guess that's a, a feasible opportunity for me to do a chin-up. <laughs> Linda's there, though, and she smiles at him. And we watch Carlton walk over and lift up a big old heavy weight and lift it over his head. I struggled to think of what this was called, so I didn't. Linda laughs, and we cut to a beach where Linda and Carlton are holding hands, and she looks at him saying she just can't get over his transformation. Carlton's all, not bad, eh? And Linda thinks he looks wonderful. He still sounds incredibly old. He does. This is really great. So he's got, like, the upper body of Hans, Mm -hmm. and Hans has to, like, lip sync to Carlton's voice. I gotta say, they did really well with the lip sync. They did in part, and, and, and parts they did great. Sometimes it's not... It looks kind of goofy, but uh, overall, they did a good job. Linda thinks he looks wonderful, but wonderful enough to take a swim. Linda agrees to the swim and hands him his suit. Linda walks out of the changing area asking if he's ready. Then she looks down, Brandon, and she mm-hmm. sees that Carlton still has old man legs. Ugh. Disgusting. Blech. Gross. He smiles a little saying, let's go. But Linda just cannot stop looking at those hideous old man legs. He asks what's wrong, and she tells him that his legs are scrawny and old. She is very straightforward with this man. She's been honest 100% of the way. She has. I appreciate that about Linda. She's all like, look at the sagging skin and the veins. For Christ's sake, Linda, what more do you want? Won't you ever be satisfied? Linda tells him, I know what I want, Carl, and you just don't have it. Damn. At that point, it's like, go find a new girl. Just be like, hey, I'm rich. Get a hot little thing. You're going to live for like two years anyway. Enjoy it and then die. You would think. We move over to Carlton's house where he's sitting on his leather chair. There's a knock on the door and he tells them to come in. And it's Fulton and he's got his suitcases. And he says he's closed the house and he uh, best be on his way. Also, he's really going to miss Carlton. The lip syncing right here, Brandon, is funny though. Because like I said, Hans has to like lip sync to Carlton's voice. It's a little bit off here. It looks kind of funny. He says that he'll miss Fulton very much, but with his current financial situation, he just cannot afford to have Fulton in the house. Fulton gets it, and he says that he he hopes that he finds what he's looking for. Fulton's classy. He is. Well, by God, Carl's going to find it, for sure. He pats Fulton on the back, and he walks away, and we cut to the doctor cutting some summer sausage. Yum. I love summer sausage. Miss that stuff. Oh, poor Brandon. Can't get his summer sausage. He's asking a new loner body? That should be no probs. Carlton asks him how much, and the doctor tells him that it'll be a million dollars per limb. Carlton's all, shit, another two million? And the doc corrects him, saying that'll be three million, because you're forgetting the most crucial limb of all. (laughs) Oh, brother. The one you need to satisfy your lover, Brandon. Spells it out for us. He laughs, and then he eats some sausage. Gotta get that dick! Exactly. Yeah, that. That's what the scientist says. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah, it's right here in my notes. (laughs) Him with his thick German accent, he's like, ah, you see, we must. That's not a German accent. (laughs) I went full French there. You did. You did. All right. Cut this all out. Carlton asks how he's (laughs) sure. Get out of here, French Brandon. 
Carlton asks how he's sure Hans will do this, and Zach tells him that Hans is really enjoying that new fortune. That he's made a, it's made a remarkable change for him. I'm sure he'd agree to one final change. Carlton tells him that three million is all the money he has left in the world. But the doc's all, well, maybe you should keep the money and forget about the girl. Choice is yours. So he had like, what, five million dollars, four million dollars, something like that? Uh, yeah. Yep. Like, that's... That's a that's lot a, of money. That's but... a good amount of money, but like, mm. the mansion it looked like he was living in with the like, live-in butler and the expensive car. Maybe he was living outside his means a little bit. I'd agree with you, yeah. Well, that's that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you, like... For somebody that lives such a luxurious lifestyle where he's getting driven around by a butler and has this mansion with, like, leather chairs and stuff, like, uh, he shouldn't be out of money. <laughs> but yeah, he, but he, he is, should apparently. have a couple million more in the coffers. I wonder how he even got his money in the first place, but we'll discuss that. <laughs> I wonder more. how he met fucking, what's her name? Linda? Yeah. I, I also wonder that. I, th- I assumed it was, like, a, you know, young woman helping out the elderly for, for a credit in college or something. that cuts us over to the operating area where the doctor gets everything prepared for another surgery then we see him using a bone saw to cut the cast off of carlton's new legs carlton wakes up and that cuts us over to a mirror where carl is standing naked and we see his butt cheeks woo hbo baby yes more butt cheeks (laughs) the doc says that he's adonis now everything from the most minute detail is totally perfect and the camera pans over to Carl's face, where he gets excited, saying, Wait till Linda sees this! Cut to Linda's, <laughs> where Carl gets out of his car, runs up the stairs, and is about to go into Linda's apartment, but he's stopped by a guy in a cleaning crew. And the guy asks if he's heard about the apartment, saying Linda's moved out. Carl asks where she moved, and he tells her that it's some fancy place uptown. And then he gives her <laughs> gives his address. Like, he has Linda's address written on a piece of paper. <laughs> That he just gives to Carl. And just hands it to anybody. Outrageous. Oh, you want to know where she lives? Well, here you go. I've got tons of these. <laughs> Linda's address <laughs> business cards. Carl grabs that and looks at it and walks down the steps. But, uh-oh. There's a crew of thugs at his car. <laughs> oh, boy. I this literally most, forgot like, about 19, this. <laughs> 1980s sitcom <laughs> gang. Leather jacket and the sunglasses. Yeah, I think one of them's got a mullet and everything. One of them pulls a switchblade and the main guy asks, Hey, is this your car? Carl asks what they want and he tells them a ride, man. Carl's all, ride? You can have a ride! And he slams the car door into this dude and he falls to the ground. Then he throws another guy across the road asking, Anybody else want a ride? And he drives away. I thought he was going to get beat up, Brandon. I thought he was going to, like... He's kind of, like, down and out on his own right now. I thought they were going to beat him up and make him look... He's just some old man. But all these guys with, like, chains and knives are like, Let's go! (laughs) He's got a car door! It's really stupid. It is very stupid. What were you thinking? And so pointless. So pointless to the story. Yeah. Like I said, like, I expected him to get beaten up and then go see Linda and her be like, Ugh, you know? That yeah. doesn't happen. He's still perfectly Hans. <laughs> we cut over to an expensive looking house or an apartment or something. Carl gets out of his car and says he's looking for Linda's apartment because there's like a bodyguard out front, like a doorman, whatever. He walks in and a guard or whatever calls after him saying that he's got to get announced first. That doesn't stop Carlton from getting in that elevator and banging on a door up there calling for Linda, though. He cannot be stopped. Not thugs, not a bodyguard kind of guy. Nothing stops Carl. No. Linda opens up the door in a ritzy nightgown, and Carl tells him that he's become the man she wanted, and look what he brought her. He pulls out a ring saying, marry me, Linda. Linda tells him that- I can't. Because she's already married. Dude, how long has it been since the last time he saw her? Well, you know, the recovery period for surgeries, (laughs) realistically, I mean, not realistically, because this can't happen, but it should take (laughs) a couple of months, but- this episode is acting like it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah. Not very long at all. Linda shakes her head saying that he's nice and everything, but she needed a man with financial means that can make her comfortable for the rest of her life. A man with enough money that I wouldn't have to worry about being poor. Then she found her new husband, and his name, Brandon, is Hans. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my god. Old man Hans walk himself over and stand next to Linda, and it's actually just the actor who plays Carlton. And the camera closes up to Carlson's face, and he's all, Hans? And Fulton walks over and hands Linda 
and and Hans their cocktails and they toast each other. And this episode ends with Hans laughing maniacally. A yes. Bunch. And then it phases us over to the Crypt Keeper. So, yeah, their lives got switched around. And if Carlton just told Linda that he was rich, then this would have been him. But Yeah, like, I we gave Linda some credit for calling things, you know, she she's, was open. She was like, hey, you're old. That's disgusting. Yeah, she's straight. But she, what she really meant was you don't have enough money to make this worthwhile. Right. And if she just told him that from the beginning... He would have just been like, oh, I guess I gotta look for someone else then. But, um, <laughs> she she didn't. And so he kept trying to fix the problems that she said she had. Yeah. When she really just wanted that money, baby. This episode's kind of stupid now that I'm thinking about it, huh? <laughs> I want that cake. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that. Goosebumps is great. So good. So we're back with the Crypt Keeper who says, poor Carlton. Looks like he blew it. But no pain, no gain. And he lifts the hands of what I assume is Arnold Schwarzenegger's dead body. Mm-hmm. And says, I like a party that's nice and strong. I don't know. It's your lucky day, fellas. <laughs> we want to pump you up. And he laughs a whole bunch. And that's the end of the episode. Really disappointing we don't get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger again. Because he's in it for literally like a minute, if that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of disappointing. But that's okay. What an episode. Uh, this is pretty much the same as Dead Right, so we got to watch this I mean, episode twice. Between Dead Right, this, and Only Sin Deep, like, I'm pretty sure the writers of Tales from the Crypt are just like, women are gold diggers, and they're mm-hmm. the worst things ever. Yeah, which is kind of what I didn't want from this show, but I kind of expected because it's 1989 and 1990s, but... I don't know. I hope we get a little bit more, a little bit more from Chris. Yeah. Which I think we will. I mean, it got seven seasons. so I'm Hey, we got, we got a male gold digger with uh, Lover Come Hack to Me, so. That's true. I forgot gold about digger, that one. Gold diggers in general are just a scourge of humanity. Yep. Moral of the story. Don't be a gold digger, really. Yeah. This, this, this thing, though, like, so Linda, she didn't want Carlton because he was old. Mm-hmm. But what she actually wanted was money. So she's just like her motivation is just completely flipped for this twist ending, which this ending, by the way, Brandon, like, I don't feel bad for anybody in this ending because Carlton has a young person body. Like he should be able to live like another entire life. Right. I guess I don't I don't know how the procedure works, but if he inherited like the entire everything, like his organs and stuff. Right are young then yeah i guess he he gained a couple of decades which you can't put a price on exactly like carlton still he gets to essentially live an entire new life we don't know how he got his money so like he did it once he can do it again maybe carlton still wins like yeah it sucks for today he'll get over linda and stuff and then he'll just do chin-ups in muscle beach you know (laughs) like he'll live his life yeah He's still got that sweet ride. Exactly, right? I mean, maybe he can't pay his insurance anymore, but, like, whatever. Hans, on the other hand, gets to live, like, two years with his cool $4 million, and that's about it. (laughs) Uh, Linda wins, I guess. (laughs) She'll just be some widow with lots of money. Yeah, Linda overall wins, and and then she can get with Hans after she's financially sound, and we just created the perfect ending. There we go. Everybody but Hans wins in the end. (laughs) And I guess the doctor, too. I'm sure he took some of that money. Yeah. Moral of the story, we talked about that one. Same as Dead Rights, don't be a gold digger. I don't know. Episode names? We could probably come up with a different episode name, right? Uh, the (laughs) change? (gasps) The swap? (laughs) (laughs) The exchange. (laughs) Um, Freaky Friday. Yeah, Freaky Friday, right? Uh, Decrepit Legs. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming. We're, we're pretty shit at renaming these, Brandon. It does. It's not the same way. thing as like the tale of the whatever. I know. I miss that. Those days. That made it so easy. It did. Um. Yeah. I don't know. This episode should just be called Muscle Beach. <laughs> this episode directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. The episode. <laughs> I <done>. mean, yeah. <laughs> you could just put that and be like, oh, cool. This is the one directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I bet you the commercials were all like, hey, kiddies, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this one. He's going to be in it for a whole lot of time, so you better watch it. And I'm sure people did. He's credited in the episode as X-Con. That's really weird. Well, he's credited on IMDb as uncredited X-Con. Yeah, it's funny. Like, i seen that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this episode, so I went to IMDb, and I was very surprised that I had to keep 
scrolling down to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was like, what? <laughs> I assumed he'd be a prominent member of this episode. And he's like 12th on the list of credits. <laughs> he's he's under punk, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. You want to meet this cast? Yeah. Who are these strangers? All right. Well, first off, we got Carlton Webster, played by the late William Hickey. Yes, unfortunately. He passed away in 1997 at the age, Cortland, of mm-hmm. 69. What? Which... That's not that old. Is not that old, especially since when this episode was made, he would have been, like, early 60s. He plays a very old man very well, and you know what, though? He does have the voice of somebody that smoked three packs of cigarettes an hour, so... Yeah. In like Christmas vacation, he seemed like he was at least a hundred. Right. But he yeah. was he was like two years older than Tom Cruise is now. That's weird. Well, let's take a look and see what he's been in, because he's been in a lot of things. Started his career in nineteen fifty two with the Philco Television Playhouse. <laughs> Don't know that that sounds like something very old, yes. The sixties and ugh. Mr. Broadway in sixty four. Let me see here. The Doctors in 72 to 73 because he was in three episodes. Uh, I think, you know, let's just keep scrolling up here. I, I think he's probably best known for being uh, in Christmas Vacation as well as Nightmare Before Christmas. He was in an episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete. That's awesome. Yeah, he was in The Outer Limits. Um, his most recent role, which came out two years after he passed away, was The Diary of the Hurdy Gurdy Man. <laughs> As well as knocking on death's door. He was in that in 1999, too. Appropriate. Yeah. Well, that's about him. Next, we have Hans, Brandon. Hans is played by Rick Rosovich, which, according to his IMDb profile, he's considered one of the nicest people to work with. He looks like he would be nice. Yeah, I agree. He's in a lot of stuff, too. He must have been good friends with, like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, because he was in uh, Terminator, too. I'm sorry, sorry, Terminator as well. Yeah. Um, played matt in that i bet you they were they were friends he started his career in fantasy island back in 1978 three episodes uh, yeah yeah he was in like i said the terminator he was in top gun anything else i recognize no a bunch of stuff i never heard of he was in er and black scorpion in the mid 90s he was in chicken soup for the soul brandon he was a miracle in lane two that movie with frankie muniz remember that i I remember the ads for that Mm-hmm. Last thing he was in was in A Beautiful Day, but he does have an upcoming project uh, called Where the Streets Have No Name, which I've heard that song before, so there's that. Alright, cool. There we go. One of the nicest people to work with. Done. Next up is Linda Brandon, played by Kelly Preston. The late Kelly Preston. Oh yeah, she did pass away in 2020. Oh, rest in peace, Kelly Preston. Also, rest in, key, rest in peace, uh, William Hickey. My apologies there. Uh... Ooh, she was born in Hawaii, Brandon. Can you imagine being on your own private island? No, that'd be crazy. Kelly Preston, she's been in a lot of stuff too. Started a career in 1980 with Hawaii 5.0. I'm finding that a lot of shows that we have these days are just actually remakes of old shows. I didn't realize that. What do you think she's best known for? Because I feel like Kelly Preston is a name that I know of, but I don't know why. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything with Kelly Preston in it. I know she was the mom in the Cat in the Hat movie. So for oh, me, what it is. she's most famous for the Cat in the Hat. Wow. What an awful movie that is, too. Speaking of awful movies, she was in Battlefield Earth. Oh, weird. Yeah, and Jack Frost, another actual pretty terrible movie. She was in Jerry Maguire. I don't know. I, th- I think people know of that movie. From Dusk Till Dawn. I've seen that. Yeah, I've like seen that as well. I remember her that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I know Kelly Preston's name, but... I mean, she was, like, famous for something, but I completely missed her career. She was in For for Love of the Game, which was directed by Sam Raimi. Well, that's cool. Sam Raimi's cool. Yeah, I like Sam Raimi. Next, The Doctor's played by Roy Brocksmith, who we've seen before, because he was in another episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. I think I think this is the one that played the um, the bartender. Yeah, he was, in, he was in The Man Who Was Death. He was the bartender in that episode. Oh, I told you cool. he'd be back back and he's better than that one yeah he was in arachnophobia though brandon that movie remember that movie fucked up a whole generation he was in total recall with arnold schwarzenegger <gasps> sensing something here brandon says if arnold schwarzenegger is friends with everyone oh by the way roy brocksmith passed away in 2001 so rest in peace roy oh. 
Uh, I think the last uh, last person we're going to talk about is Ian Abercrombie, who played Fulton. Yes. Who has also passed away. So rest in peace, Ian Abercrombie. Passed away in 2012. Let's see. He was in Army of Darkness. Yeah. I remember him from that. I most recognize him from Seinfeld, where he played Mr. Pitt. Yes, he played... Oh, man. That's where I recognized him from. I love him in Seinfeld. So funny. Yeah. I just love that whole interaction that Elaine has with him. Which one? With the socks or with the, the Snickers bar? The Snicker bar is great. I love it when she has that job. My favorite part is when she uh, she gets invited to go to the movies or something. And... <laughs> He tells her no, and she's all like, "I can't, I can't go." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Look, looking at IMDb, he was only in seven episodes, but it seemed like that so much was more. longer for me. Yeah, he was crazy in that. I loved it. Ian started his career. Hold on, I should. Okay, I stopped scrolling. He started his career in General Hospital back in 1963, and he was in so many things since then. Jesus, yes, tons of stuff. So many things. Very. Very pronounced actor. He was an elf. Uh, he was in 21 Jump Street back in 1989. And Twin Peaks, one of my favorite shows. Oh, you love Twin Peaks. He was in Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. He was in Test Tube Teens from the year 2000. He was in Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Mm-hmm. He was there. Nip Tuck, uh, L.A. Riot Spectacular. Ooh, it sounds fabulous. Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, Nice. He was also in Star Wars The Clone Wars, where he played Chancellor Palpatine in Darth Sidious. So 29 episodes, alright. Yeah, Wizards of Waverly Place too, man. He's in it all. That's the castle, Brandon. I think that's all I have for the Switch. Uh, do you want to find out what we're going going into next? Yeah, surprise me. What are we having for the next episode? Uh, well, next week we have a little episode called Cutting Cards, Brandon. What do you think Cutting Cards is going to be about? Hmm. Oh... Uh, well, it's going to take place in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I've predicted that for every episode, so it's going to have to come true for one of these. Yeah, it's going to be about uh, some gambler who yeah, has definitely some, gambler. some kind of uh, moral failing. I think you're right. This one's going to be probably a big moral heavy episode. I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I think I've seen this episode. I think I might have accidentally seen this when I was a kid. If it's the one I'm thinking Damn about. you, Coraline. I know, I know. I don't right. mean to, and I don't remember a lot about it, but if it's the one I've seen, then I... I All right, well, what, what ha- what's the, the blurb for this one? Okay, so the blurb, Reno and Sam are a pair of hardcore gamblers who don't play for fun. They challenge each other in a simple game of cards, and the end result could be deadlier than they could have ever bargained for. Oh, okay. Sounds exciting. It sounds like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, two for three, and then they start playing hopscotch, and then they're like four for nine, and they start playing tic-tac-toe. The stakes get higher and higher every time, I'm sure. That sounds awesome. We are actually going to be having a guest on next week, too, Brandon. I've invited somebody to join us for cutting cards. Okay. Exciting. But that's next week, Brandon. Don't get too excited, because we got to go to bed. We've been up all night. Yes. Literally, we have this time, because it's probably past midnight where you're at now. It is. It's not my birthday anymore. Oh, well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm only on this podcast because I knew it was going to be your birthday eventually. That's all I got, Brandon. I'm going. I'm, I'm out of here. I will let you go to bed now. And uh, I will talk to you next week for Cutting Cards. All right. I'll see you then. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget my hair.